All right. So today we're going to launch into session 96, and we're getting into the last uh, decade, the last 10 of the Law of One sessions. This was received September 9, 1982. It's not that long. <clears throat> it's 22 sessions, and a lot of it, or half of it, is a commentary from Book 5 on the personal process of Don, Jim, Carla, and maintenance of the contact. And uh, it's very poignant here, actually, because uh, Carla had some sense, and maybe Jim as well, <clears throat> that the whole issue of moving to the other house, which we talked about last session in the discussion on ritual cleansing of the environment, uh, represents a sort of turning point or a crossroads in Don's mental health and well-being and uh, turned the course of the ship towards um, his eventual suicide and the end of the contact. And so we're right at the point in the history of the sessions uh, where uh, Don, Don is taking a downturn and things became, both for Don and Carla particularly, uh, got very conflicted and complicated and um, unstable and um, um, in, a, in a fragmentary way, or in, in, in the, an approach to fragmentation or a kind of deconstructive process. So let's jump in. Law of One Session 96, September 9, 1982. First is commentary from Book 5, John uh, Jim's first uh, up here in his comments. So Jim wrote, Don's job as a pilot for Eastern Airlines saw him based in Atlanta. Commuting to and from Atlanta became more and more wearing on him and reduced the amount of time available for raw sessions <clears throat> due to his absence and due to the time needed for him to recover from his weariness when he was home. Uh, thus, in the fall of 1982, we found a house near the airport in Atlanta that we thought we would move to so Don's commuting time would be reduced. It had previously been inhabited by people who had trafficked in illegal drugs and who had apparently had numerous disharmonious experiences within that dwelling <clears throat> that was to become our new house or new home. These unfortunate experiences by the former tenants had apparently attracted elementals and lower astral entities into the house, which Carla was somewhat able to perceive. She wanted very much to move into the house because it would have greatly helped Don to be that close to his work. She wanted to buy new carpeting to replace the soiled one, or, failing that, <clears throat> to begin scrubbing the carpet to cleanse the house of the undesirable presences, but the limitations of our budget and her arthritis made that impossible. Thus, a Blu-ray blockage of communication occurred, which, two days later, while she was on her daily walk, was entered by our fifth density negative friend, and enhanced in the magical sense until she was unable to breathe for about 30 seconds. This was symbolic of her inability to talk to Dawn about what the house needed. <clears throat> Keeping calm during the distress saw her through it, and talking to Dawn about the house cleared the blockage. The queries about the malfunctioning tape recorder refer to strange sounds that came from it a few days later when Carla was trying to record some of her singing to a friend or to send to a friend. Meaning there was a question down in the session about the tape recorder. 
Then he goes on, <clears throat> the last portion of this session returns to the subject of the house next to the airport in Atlanta that was to become our new home. In our personal and fallible opinions, it is from this point that the difficulties that eventually led to Don's death may be traced. When we returned to our home in Louisville from looking at the new home-to-be in Atlanta, <clears throat> we had just walked in the front door when, all of a sudden, <clears throat> a hawk with a wingspan of at least four feet landed outside our kitchen window, remained for a few minutes, a few moments, and then flew off over the treetops. Carla and I took the appearance of the hawk as a sign confirming the desirability of the house in Atlanta as our new home. Don, however, was not sure that the hawk was a good sign, and he began to doubt whether we should move to the house after all. <clears throat> and so... Uh, they were moving to a house where uh, people were perhaps, you know, what, manufacturing drugs and selling them, or just, yeah, so there was a drug, a drug dealer's home. And um, that's not really quite a good place to go to, <clears throat> but, um, you know, it, it happens when a person is doing deep spiritual practice or deep metaphysical work, or hardcore training, adept type training, advanced stuff, uh, that uh, negatives get um, negatives get aroused, uh, elementals, astral, and uh, human negatives get aroused by the brighter field walking around, the brighter field of light one be one radiates, uh, physically and, and metaphysically, <clears throat> and. Uh, it, it's there's a sort of there are all sorts of strange events can occur during those times, uh, including going to just the worst type of place that they should go, <laughs> like uh, a drug you know a, a drug dealer's home, where there was God knows what happened out there, right? So <clears throat> where there might have been drugs and violence and and all sorts of uh, lower. Uh, chakra blockage related activity <laughs> meanwhile their work was <laughs> some of the highest on planet earth at the time some of the highest vibratory quality transmission of information and spiritual working in the way of receiving information this is some of the highest on the planet at that time in the early 80s yeah i think so aside from adepts scattered here and there meanwhile they end up getting attracted to the worst situation uh, or a bad house. Uh, I've had that kind of experience too. And this just uh, what happens down here in this world where there's so much negativity. It just, it just synchronistically, kind of coincidentally seems to happen that um, strong black uh, appears when strong white um, is in the process of um, uh, increasing. White in the sense of love light, not white people. White uh, love light radiance uh, growing uh, seems to at many levels in many ways um, strangely continue um, attracting or being magnetic for or leading to some closer brushes with strong negativity it happens it's just it's just these strange things it just happens and I wouldn't even say that, that negatives arranged it. You can say, uh, was that arranged by Orion or something? Um, not necessarily. Okay, now we have fireworks. So, 
as an example. <laughs> Did Orion arrange the fireworks that will be uh, possibly disruptive to my uh, state of mind? No. The shit happens. This is just that kind of planet. So this Chinese New Year soon here. So, uh, but it, it's just something to bear in mind if you see people doing serious practice. I mean, very serious, okay? Not not with a smiley and uh, inviting it on YouTube. I'm talking about real serious spiritual practice workings that are not public, they're private, or they're solitary. Uh, that one or that small group may get trouble, or trouble may come, or if you're involved in that, trouble may come too. It just happens. It's, um, it's just, it's just the... Um, <clears throat> the a kind of reverse resonance. Um, birds of a feather flock together, and opposites attract as well. So, so they were having a hard time, and then they both had this sense that Don and Don had the sense that the hawk appearance was very bad, while Carla and Jim had the sense that it was very good, and this was uh, approaching the end. Carla's story, or Carla. <clears throat> Uh, writes very poignantly her paragraphs here. She says, I cannot tell you just how sorry I was that the Atlanta farm that they were talking about here did not work out as a dwelling place for us. In it, Don was just three miles from the airport. It was a very nice place, although peculiar in that the house simply ended with no wall between it and the adjoining horse barn. It was less expensive to rent than the place we had in Louisville. It was a milder climate, <clears throat> and there was room for Jim to stretch out and have his own place, and Don and me to do likewise. What foiled it was an attitude of Don's that was deeply characteristic, and I imagine stemmed from growing up in the Depression. He did not want to spend the money to get the place really clean. The dirtiness of the place was everywhere. It had been neglected for some time, dusted and vacuumed occasionally, but any spills were left as they fell, uh, and there was the slight patina, which is a kind of a coating, of ground-in dirt that only good soap would get, and much hard scrubbing. The most logical solution to me was simply to replace the floor covering throughout the dirtied area. Barring that, hiring a good cleaning agency with professional equipment would have sufficed. Don wished to do neither of these things. She goes on, when the hawk flew and Don took it as a bad omen, that was it. There was no more to discuss as far as Don was concerned. <clears throat> At that point, as Jim has said, there was a definite shift in Don's peace of mind. He was much more concerned about having enough energy to work as a pilot than ever, and yet everything seemed to be too much trouble. When we tried to buy the Louisville house from its owner, there was a $5,000 dispute that the owner and Donald developed to put the, that put the quietus on the deal Quietus, Carla was a librarian and has a great vocabulary. Quietus means a death or something that causes death or something that ends. So it put the death or it ended that deal, their dispute. So we had to move somewhere as the owner of the Louisville property was selling it out from under us. Don eventually okayed a lovely and pricey house on Lake Lanier, about 40 bad miles, 40 bad miles from the airport. What we hadn't realized was that Atlanta traffic is terrible. After the Olympics were held there, the whole nation became aware of that, and Don had to drive from the extreme north of the traffic tangle to
to the extreme south where the airport lay. He spent more time getting there from the lake house than he had done from Louisville, since all he had to do in Louisville was take a short drive to the airport and commute for an hour to Atlanta. The driving from the lake was always an hour and a half to two hours because of the traffic. There simply seemed no relief and no solution at that house, and so began a difficult experience for all three of us who somehow had no safe place to be. If Donald had been normal, he would have been talking a good deal about his various fears. But Don was Don, a wonderful, wise, charming, funny, and truly great man, but a unique man who had from an early age pretended he had no preferences and was only an observer. After his death, I found out that he was developing real fears about losing me to Jim. But to me, he said nothing, following his usual practice of behaving as though he had no preferences. So I was utterly confused. I figured he was upset. He was just upset about having the right place and spent countless hours poring over newspaper ads trying to find him a place he felt good about, but to no avail. From this point on, we were never at peace. And little by little, I realized at a deep level that something serious was going wrong with Don. He began acting very unlike himself, being unwilling to leave my presence to the point of listening to my music rehearsals, watching me exercise, sleeping in my room, all the th- all things the usual Don would scorn. I did not take these things as positive, for I truly loved the irascible and indifferent Don and longed to have him back. <clears throat> I was grieving for Donald for months while he was still alive, for he quickly changed to the point that neither I nor he himself could recognize him. This was a time of the most profound distress for Don and for me. Jim was deeply concerned about both of us, but was pretty stable. Both Don and I went rather quickly beyond the bounds of normalcy. I suffered a breakdown. I asked for and got help from family, friends, and therapists. So I walked through my nervous breakdown, continuing to function at a basic level. Don suffered a breakdown also, but his came with a real break from reality, and he was in a place where it seemed no one, most of all I, could help him. So it's very bitter and poignant here. Uh, it didn't work out that uh, they they really couldn't agree on the farmhouse that was dirty, that they had thought about cleansing and moving to. Uh, the place where they stayed then in Louisville, they had a dispute and they couldn't stay there. This is a very, very upsetting situation. <clears throat> uh, not only normally um, the place I'm thinking to go it turns out I can't go the place I'm staying that isn't so bad I I find I can't stay so what am I going to do? I have no place to go I have no place to live by a certain date i got to get out of here and that's it, where am I going? very upsetting and then at the same time that the raw contacts are continuing and I mean (laughs) is a full time work to keep the contact going really I mean, the, the, the psychic energy involved uh, to, uh, to comprehend what Ra's providing each session, to integrate um, a much deeper spiritual view based on it, to formulate questions and lines of questioning for future sessions, uh, then to <laughs> make a living, pay bills, and then the three of them, who are all strong personalities, three strong personalities 
to keep harmony while they all have significant differences. Don with mind, Carla with love, Jim with will, but they're all strong-willed. They're all very smart. They're all complicated people, uh, as most of us are. So, uh, very difficult, <clears throat> very difficult situation. And um, unfortunately, Don uh, started to break down and became um, basically um, the the shadow or the um, the polar opposite psychological the, the opposite psychological pole to his persona emerged the opposite psychological the opposite pole to his persona uh, the persona of having no preferences being truly just an observer I'm a blank screen I have no needs I have no desires uh, everything's okay for me I'm just watching uh, let me learn I am you know um, simply an eye seeing and a mind uh, calculating or thinking or cal- uh, you know figuring that's all I am not I have desires and preferences and feelings and you know longing and dissatisfaction and this and that and and I've been that in this place myself uh, where there's it's basically uh, identification with uh, it it's uh, having taken the role of um, um, an absolute neutral observer uh, as one's persona. The persona of the uh, passionless observer or the uh, completely clear seer. And, and some Scientologists, when they talk about clear and other traditions talk about clear, they, they imagine themselves this way and they got all sorts of crap roiling in the subconscious actually commonly so while don was carla had said he'd been irascible and indifferent that was not um a balanced heartful beingness either nor his um sort of emotional neediness or emotional clinging to carla sleeping in her room watching her exercise um, like a child would, um, you know, like a uh, like a five year old would with their mother, uh, which is totally, you know, these are unmet dependency needs, and so if you don't, I mean, you know, many of us have this uh, with inadequate parents, as we all have, as all most everyone is here, uh, inadequate in parenting, uh, unmet dependency needs, meaning carry stuff into chi- into adulthood from childhood where I couldn't be dependent on an all-giving mother-father because mother-father were not all-giving and they had great limitations. And so the person stuffs it and um, gets tough and pushes down their weakness and their longing for you know, to be given to or their feelings of weakness and dependency. And Don took on this persona of, um, you know, the... Uh, uh, the indifferent observer, but actually he had preferences and feelings and fears like everybody, uh, and um, the shadow uh, erupted, and the shadow was the opposite of the persona, which was uh, weakness and longing and clingy and needy and fearful, um, and I'm sure the negative entity was working hard on Dawn at this time. So Don had a breakdown, Carla had a breakdown, Carla could walk through it, but Don couldn't, Uh, and we'll see more of this in sessions to come.
So let's start the formal reading. 96-0, the greeting. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Don first asks about Carla. Could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Ra said the physical energy deficit is significantly greater than the last asking. There has been substantive lessening also of the vital energies, although the perquisite degree of energy for mental emotional distortions of normalcy are yet available. <clears throat> so, uh, significantly greater physical energy deficit. Uh, she must have been tired physically more, and maybe, um, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. Were they Had they started to clean the new place? They were going back and forth between places. They were still looking at new places. It was a very stressful time with a lot of things to do physically. Then also substantive lessening of vital energies, <clears throat> but she could still be in a condition of you know, relative normalcy, as Ross said, in mental and emotional condition. But uh, she was weakening too. Don asked, could you tell me the cause of the lessening of the physical and vital energies? And Ra gives a very long answer, 96.2. It says, we found the need of examining the mental configurations of the instrument before framing an answer due to our reluctance to infringe upon its free will. Those concepts relating to the spiritual contemplation of personal catalyst have been appreciated by the entity, so we may proceed. Second of four paragraphs, Ra goes on. This entity has an habitual attitude which is singular, that is, when there is some necessity for action, the entity is accustomed to analyzing the catalyst in terms of service and determining a course. There was a most unusual variation in this configuration of attitude when this instrument beheld the dwelling which is to be inhabited by this group. The instrument perceived those elementals and beings of astral character of which we have spoken. The instrument desired to be of service by achieving the domicile in question, but found its instincts reacting to the unwelcome presences. This, the, the division of mind configuration was increased by the continuing catalyst of lack of control. Had this entity been able to physically begin cleansing the dwelling, the, shall we say, opening would not have occurred. Although the entity, this entity, Carlos still, this entity attempted clear communication upon this matter, and although each in the support group did likewise, the amount of Blu-ray work necessary to uncover and grasp the nature of the catalyst was not effected. Therefore, there was an opening, quite rare for this mind-body-spirit complex, and into this opening the one which greets you moved and performed what may be considered to be the most potent of its purely magical manifestations to this present nexus, as you know time. It is well that this instrument is not distorted towards what you may call hysteria, for the potential of this working was such that had the instrument been allowed, or had the instrument allowed fear to become greater than the will to preserve, than the will to persevere when it could not breathe, each attempt at respiration would have been even more nearly impossible until suffocation occurred, which was desired by the one which greets you in its own way. Thus the entity would have passed from this incarnation. Died. So, <clears throat> uh, it's a challenge just to read this. This is, uh, you know, four-line sentences from Ra. 
very complicated analysis of Carla's mental emotional process and the group the group dynamics uh, what we see here is first raw doesn't want to infringe uh, because they can lay it down and explain what was going on very clearly but uh, preventing her Carla from you know speaking truth speaking uh, high detail of these truths would represent um, the prevention of Carla or whoever from discovering it herself when somebody gives you the answer you have not worked for it. You simply asked for it. And in that case, it's nice to have an answer. But um, the personal growth that comes from searching for and uh, uncovering and, and clarifying the answer by ourselves, that work can't be done. Isn't done. Not done. Meaning all sorts of positive gains we would get from working for ourselves for something we value, like the answer, we can't get. Ever. We can get something else, but we can't get that. And that's called um, infringement, or at least that that takes away an opportunity for an aspect of personal growth. So that's a big deal, and uh, we could talk. I could talk for a half hour on that, but I think generally, uh, it's often better to um, go your own way and fall flat on your face, as long as you don't hurt yourself too much. Um, uh, and, and then learn from it and analyze what happened and why I fell on my face and what was the problem in my plan and my ex my execution, my action, rather than being told by somebody what to do and simply following it and having no trouble. Uh, sometimes it's good to <clears throat> trial and error uh, better than simply going to experts, tell me, tell me what to do. So Ra recognized that uh, she had been already deeply involved in spiritual, spiritual contemplation of personal catalyst, <clears throat> meaning the stuff that comes to me and the stuff coming up in mind. She already, obviously, was very deep in that. And then the uh, psychodynamic being uh, examined here is this. Carla's habitual attitude, which is singular or rare or uh, marked, when there's some necessity for action, she's accustomed to analyzing catalyst or what's coming up or what to do in terms of service and depending course by, you know, they're from. Like, how can I help here? How can I be of service here? Uh, that's uh, noble um, and limited. <laughs> uh, I think the great ones have that um, perspective uh, so well learned that <clears throat> that um, they don't have to think on it. Uh, there is no obstruction to universal service activity uh, because there is no lingering, uh, you know, apparent selfhood. The, the, the sense of self, the, the fashioned identity is gone. Fashioned identity is gone. Like Ra said, in Seventh Density, they'll have no identity. So, Ahamkara is broken. <clears throat> but to operate before the destruction of the fashioning of identity, uh, imagining what I should do, which is only done well from the perspective of one who's already destroyed that false fashioning. To imagine, I'm going to, you know, do let me do what Jesus did. What would Jesus do? Well, you ain't Jesus, if you hadn't noticed. And so there's a real problem thinking, what, will, what would Buddha do? What would Jesus do? 
what was what would Ra do? What's the way of service? Always, always. When a person is not that purified, we are not that purified. The one who's free of um, Maya illusion or ahamkara false selfhood fashioning um, would be in automatic service to all total, totally uh, always because there's no there's no obstruction uh, of a false selfhood. So there's no service to self. <laughs> there's only service to all. But uh, when we're distorted, we have blockages up and down, chakra blockages, uh, to imagine what's the way of service all the time. It's not bad, um, but I think one should be careful. <laughs> it, it's just important to be careful. But in this case, uh, Ra's talking about a most unusual variation in this configuration of her attitude of, of determining first what's of service and how to jump in. She saw the dwelling, she saw the elementals, to some degree, that were there because of the negative uses of the dwelling. She wanted to be of service to clean the house, but she couldn't. She also saw the entities there and um, found its instincts relating to the unwholesome presences, um, meaning she was sort of repulsed, perhaps, or repelled psychically, emotionally, by going into it, into the house to go clean, when all the negative uh, astral entities, or they're really not negative necessarily, but thought forms and astral elementals were there, she could see. <clears throat> it's like, uh, this house should be cleaned, but it's full of vermin, like uh, government, full of vermin. So, uh, it was a big conflict, and she therefore couldn't act. She couldn't. Ron talked about division of mind configuration and her mind was divided of two minds go in don't go in and increased uh, division in mind conflict in her mental conflict by continuing catalyst of lack of control she couldn't act but she was <clears throat> this is she carla is a dynam dynamo um and couldn't go forward knowing what needed to be done to clean the house to get it ready meanwhile um, she couldn't render service to the astral entities either. She couldn't go forward because she couldn't perhaps find a way of rendering service to the astral detritus that was there. So <clears throat> it was a um, logjam. It was a deep conflict. Uh, the opening that the negative 5D negative entity used and exploited would not have been there had she been able to begin cleansing but she couldn't because of her high sensitivity spiritually and awareness of the the astral elementals and this basic singular at habitual unchecked unchallenged continual attitude of determining what's uh, the most maximal best service and jumping in uh, couldn't do in this case and that created a, a, a blockage so uh, and and this was very fifth ray related so it was actually a very serious um, situation where a blockage um, fifth chakra blockage created a uh, opening for the negative entity who's not really a friend and it's sort of silly to keep calling it a friend uh, she attempted clear communication to talk about her process and everyone else did Jim and Don too, but 
The amount of Blu-ray work necessary to uncover and grasp the nature of the catalyst was not affected. So, <laughs> we all have blockages, lower and upper. And uh, sometimes with a complex situation, a complex mental configuration, is the situation complicated or is our mind? It's our mind that's complicated. The situation is not mental. <laughs> the situation is, is, is existential not human mental, but the human mental uh, may be very, very complicated. And then the amount of self-search, soul-searching, deep self-analysis, inquiry, and then communication to others, and dialogue, on and on and on, uh, necessary to both uncover and then grasp and then share and then make some uh, clear view of what to do about it, may be a great amount of work. <laughs> so hard enough to do it alone, but imagine two people or three. So, uh, sometimes easier with another, yeah, but then they have their reactions and their process which they would need to uncover and communicate as well. And that's um, a big piece of work. So, because of the amount of work necessary, because of the intensity or the complexity of the conflict she was going through, there was then a quite rare opening uh, uh, established, um, engendered by this conflict and her inability to fully understand and communicate and move through or um, resolve the logjam, uh, the 5D Orion entity made a great activity, the most potent of its purely magical manifestations to the present nexus. So then, <clears throat> uh, she couldn't breathe and basically you can see this um, this can happen some people sometimes um, they get into a place where we can't breathe and that's um, maybe in this case certainly uh, generated, by the, generated by the negative entity that was able to uh, put a clamp on her respiratory process and then you see the a choice point of mind in reaction to the catalyst of being unable to breathe, which would be hysteria or not, and she didn't, which is good. And it would have been, you know, uh, if she went into hysteria when she couldn't breathe, uh, if she had allowed fear to become greater than the will to persevere when she couldn't breathe, uh, she would have been even less able to breathe later suffocation would have occurred which desired by the one which greets you in its own way hey it's our fifth density friend greeting us uh with the intention to kill her hmm what a greeting of a friend what a friendly greeting so you know it's just not not appropriate to call it such it seems to me and and frankly continuing to do so um maintains a certain blockage <laughs> the idea that uh, I can't be in love light um, naming this as, as an attack. <laughs> One who sees me as their enemy wishes to attack me and kill me. That's not a friend, that's not a greeting. Think, think thus that I must call it a friend or ought to, or it's better to call it a friend than a greeting, uh, maintains a very subtle blockage, it seems to me. Because it ain't so. It ain't greeting and it ain't friendly. Anyway, she would have died, <clears throat> and that's really terrible. Um, so you can see things are getting very uh, dangerous here. 
and again this is what I talked about before there's a you know there, there's a birth aging old age sickness and death and there's childhood and adolescence and adulthood and old age and uh, infirmity and death and so this was the end of the raw contact and um, things fall apart as was written uh, at the end and um, um, we'll see a lot of this um, this difficulty in in session 96 so uh, 96.3 Don asks does this threat shall I say still exist and if so is there something we can do to alleviate it Ross said this threat no longer exists if you wish to phrase this greeting in this manner the communication which was affected by the scribe and then by the questioner did close the opening and enable the instrument to begin assimilating the catalyst it had received. <clears throat> so Jim had started communication with Carla about her process, and then Don continued that, closed the opening, meaning uh, resolved the Blu-ray blockage, and allowed Carla, or gave her the opportunity, to assimilate the catalyst it had received, which means to work through her issues about not wanting, not being able to clean the house which she wanted to clean uh, because of the astral entities and, and some ambivalence about it and then the whole issue about the respiration or breathing and uh, it's it's also true, just that point about hysteria that uh, our reaction to disturbance <laughs> needs consideration too we can have a heavy catalyst of body illness or um, accident or um, injury, in this case, uh, negative attack. Uh, I don't see any reason why not to call it negative attack. Uh, and um, we can freak out in the face of it or not. And a more emotional response to crisis leads to more crisis. And so it's very important to slow down in the face of crisis and realize this is very bad uh, but I've got to keep my head and I need to help others do so and sometimes you know that that's where you slap somebody who's screaming and you say stop we've got to do this this and this to save ourselves or our family or whoever um, and you've got to keep your shit tight this is an important phrase on planet earth keep your shit tight not too tight but tight enough a 96.4. The instrument asks, since this has to do with that house, is the house capable of being transformed by the painting and cleaning? We were able to undertake, that is, we don't plan to put down all new carpets. Are the carpet cleaning carpets that are there now acceptable? Can we? You'll see there are a lot of long con uh, questions from Don in this session. He goes on, I want to either bring this particular house up to acceptable limits, you say it will be neutral after we do the salting, but I am primarily, see he's fragmenting here a bit too, but I am primarily, I have only a concern with the conditions for our work here. The physical location isn't that important. In fact, I don't consider this important at all. If the house is not capable of being brought up to good conditions that will afford us no problems of the type we've experienced, then I may select a different one. It's not that important. Would Ra comment on this? So he keeps saying it's not important. Actually, it is important. And that's the self-denial. That's the persona of the passionless observer. And that got him into deeper trouble. And so 
uh, persona versus shadow. The shadow is an opposite uh, mirror image often of elements in the persona. Uh, the one who's always on top is probably very screwed up when no one's watching, or at least breaks down. Uh, that's, that's why I think I would not want Tony Robbins' job, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, who I respect a lot, actually. I think he's a very good man. I would not want his job. He's got to always be up. And people who have a strong third chakra blockage, when we have third strong third chakra blockage strongly, um, how others see us is very important. I need you to see me in the way that makes me feel good about me by how I know you're seeing me. Therefore, I need to make sure that I, I appear and present in the ways that will lead you to see me in the ways that I want you to because then I feel better and good about myself because basically I don't feel good about myself. I can feel good about myself when you see me in the ways that make me feel proud of myself because generally I don't or I need you to see me a certain way because it it, it compensates for how I see myself without it, which is not well. And that kind of dynamic generally shows that the persona projected uh, for the audience to see uh, has certain elements that are diametrically opposed to the shadow or the deeper subconscious configuration. Opposite. And so the one who always shows... Uh, totally cool, I got my shit together, my shit's always tight, baby. I'm always clear and cool and calm and on top of it. Um, in the downtimes, may have lost it totally. Uh, depending, depending, you know, depending you know, on how fragile and, and how false the persona. There can be a persona that the person likes that is relatively stable or, or grounded in, in self-awareness and... Um, He's balanced, but it depends. So, basically, he was um, losing it and um, saying the location is not important, but it really is. And he said a few times, it's not important, not important. And Ra will address that, 96.4. Ra says, it is, of course, the preference of this group, which is the only consideration in the situation for contact with Ra. The domicile in question has already been offered a small amount of blessing by this group through its presence, and, as we have previously stated, each of your days spent in love, harmony, and thanksgiving will continue transforming the dwelling. It is correct, as we have previously stated, that physical cleanliness is most important. Therefore, the efforts shall be made to most thoroughly cleanse the dwelling. In this regard, it is to be noted that neither in the dwelling as a whole, wherein you now reside, or in the chamber of this working, is there an absence of your dust, earth, and other detritus, which in toto, it is, which is in toto called dirt. If the intention is to clean, as much as is physically possible, the location, the requirements for physical cleanliness are fulfilled. It is only when a lower astral entity has, shall we say, placed portions of itself in the so-called dirt that care should be taken to remove the sentient being. These instructions we have given. 
May we note that just as each entity strives in each moment to become more nearly one with the Creator but falls short, just so is physical spotlessness striven for but not achieved. In each case, the purity of intention and thoroughness of manifestation are appreciated. The variance between the attempt and the goal is never noted and may be considered unimportant. So, uh, Ra sets him straight and indicates what is important what is not important from their perspective. Uh, number one, the house um, can continue transforming uh, any space will, cumulatively, over time, any space you move into and do spiritual work, which means, um, you know, walk as much as you can in uh, love and uh, honesty. <laughs> you know, don't hurt others, don't hurt yourself, be nice to others, be nice to yourself, seek the truth, uh, don't lie, don't be a faker, you know, be honest with yourself about yourself, um, be kindly with yourself, and... Uh, keep learning um, in those by by that perspective by those attitudes and those works little by little places are transformed so that uh, your home becomes your own a house becomes a home then <clears throat> which means don't worry about that however Ross said physical cleanliness is most important yeah 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 that's right that's right and so therefore or because that's true uh, efforts ought to be made or shall be made. You see, Ra didn't say you must. Ra, it's a funny way of saying it. Knowing that it's a very non-controlling phrasing. The phrasing of the sentences are absolutely non-interfering, uh, non-interference, non-infringing. Non-infringing phraseology. In general, yes, physical cleanliness is quite important of a place, certainly if you're going to do magical working. And knowing that, then, in seeking that, then, efforts sh would be, should be, ought to be, or naturally will be made to cleanse, to thoroughly cleanse it. Knowing the rule, I mean, this is why truth is difficult, because truth, truth confers obligation, truth confers responsibility. Knowing that physical cleanliness is most important to doing magical working, uh, and then not cleaning the place, um, there's a big conflict in mind uh, and deeper in life establishing. So, uh, no, now, uh, if you you know, so if you know that that's the principle, um, one really needs to conform one's thinking and behavior to be in harmony with the principle, otherwise one will generate greater conflict. And that's why they say, um, you know, Trungpa Rinpoche said, better better not to start the path if you're not going to finish. And not, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Uh, if you know a little but don't live it, if you don't walk your talk, or basically conform behavior to truth, to the truth you know, uh, there'll be a deepening psychological conflict established, it seems, generally. So, meanwhile, there'll never be a place without dust, earth, and detritus called dirt. There, every place has dirt. This is 3D. Things are continually um, in Nietzsche, you know? Impermanence is 24-7, and everything is breaking down. Your skin and your cells and the atoms and the molecules 
and everything is uh, fragmenting continually and decaying, continually decaying, everything all around. This is not Rupa Loka. <laughs> this is Kama Loka. So Rupa form, it doesn't decay so fast. But here, everything's decaying all the time. And so it's impossible, <clears throat> actually, to clean a place totally. Meanwhile, if Ross said, if the, if the intention is to clean as much as you can a location, then requirements for physical cleanliness are fulfilled. Fulfilled by intention, uh, but intention that has some behavior uh, coming from it. Uh, the problem is, uh, so not totally clean is okay. If your intention is to clean and you do your best, it's okay. The problem is when there's a lower astral entity, meaning a non-physical uh, elemental portion, elemental with some portions of itself in the dirt. How about that? That happens. <laughs> that happens. People who go uh, days and days without showering um, have astral elementals all around them. Absolutely. Uh, people on the left-hand path don't like to shower because uh, they like to be surrounded by negative uh, or elemental beings often. So a dirty person often has a dirty mind or dirty body generally is a, a, of a dirty or a astrally miasmic miasm, astrally miasmic mind. Very common. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about super wash your, hand, wash your hands ten times a day needed. Not at all. But um, outer, inner is one field. It's the field of outer, inner, inner, outer. And um, a person who lets their house and their body and their clothes and their whole situation degrade down, down, down generally has a mind um, not well. <laughs> generally. And uh, we all have experience with that, so you know, we don't have to be judgmental. But it ain't a good thing uh, to be slovenly, actually. So, uh, that just goes on and on. So, Ross said, of course, you know, just as we all strive in each moment to become more nearly one with the Creator, um, you can't do that in one step. That's like, I strive in each moment to become fully and completely enlightened. I strive in each moment to be perfectly and perfectly and completely enlightened. I, I don't see it that way. How about striving in general, or having as solid values and high priority value, continued learning, honesty, um, kindness to self and other, sensitivity and awareness, uh, and as far as possible, do the right thing, without squelching um, distortion, without, you know, stepping on uh, lower needs we feel or desires as well. How about that? Uh, that's that, you know, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. Starts with know yourself, accept yourself, and includes um, don't be, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk with others or yourself. <laughs> don't be a, don't make trouble for yourself. You know, don't make trouble for yourself and don't make trouble for others. That, that's a more solid, reasonable way to become, to use each moment to become more nearly one with the greater. So be careful of highfalutin language uh, when it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't show the step by step. It just shows the big sweep and the big, the great goal. So physical spotlessness driven for, but not achieved. So there'd be no spotlessness in this world. The purity of intention and thoroughness of manifestation are appreciated, or this use of the word appreciate is not that Ra appreciates it. They're not saying that. 
they are acknowledged. It's a deeper, it's an older meaning of the word appreciate. It's sort of like recognized or or, or um, established, uh, objectively established. So the variance between attempt and goal is never noted. It doesn't matter and may be considered unimportant. So what's really important, what's really not important is the fact that we never achieve our goals totally in, in the sense of full complete and perfect awakening um, or perfect love, wisdom or perfect uh, virtue, honesty uh, wisdom, you know, realization, discernment our goals are never fully achieved I, I mean, you know you, you show me somebody who dies without chakra blockage nobody even knows what we're talking about here so uh, <clears throat> it doesn't matter that um the attempts, our attempts, our works, never achieve complete and perfect total perfection. That's okay. Uh, that's not important. <laughs> that we that that we never uh, hit the goal, or we haven't yet fully. We're not full. We're not complete perfect Buddhas. Okay, you're not a Buddha. That's fine. That's not a problem. But uh, don't get caught in expecting too much of yourself and others. That is also a problem. And um, this world is not <clears throat> a pure land, obviously. There's heaven and earth. This is not heaven, this is earth. 96.5, Don goes on, The sequence of events that I'm considering, which may be easily changed, is first the painting, then the cleaning, then the moving in of the furniture, then the salting and use of garlic. Is this sequence as good as any other sequence, or would a different sequence be better for those events? Ross said, any sequence which results in the cleansings is, accept is acceptable. <clears throat> it is to be noted that the thresholds are not to be crossed during the cleansing, since each stricture upon the use of the limen, limen may affect your considerations. We make note of this. <clears throat> limen, limen, L-I-M-E-N, uh, like luminal, like liminal. Liminal state means a threshold state. So limen, limen, liminal, limen. <clears throat> is a threshold um, and so they're not supposed to be <clears throat> crossing when they're salting or they're cleansing so it's you know it's a pretty you know it's very very stressful to have a great teacher it's very stressful to have such a great teacher and that's why most of us don't or that's why we rarely ever see them because <clears throat> when you know you 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 want to, you want the great and perfect guru, well you're in big trouble then. <laughs> you find a great and perfect guru, then you're really in trouble, because he sees everything, and <clears throat> you will know that he sees everything, and you will sense all the uh, all the distortions that he sees in you. You'll see, you'll sense how vast <laughs> the distortions he sense he sees in you are, and that's very painful, actually. So Ra, like that kind of great teacher, is explaining, uh, yes, you can do it your way, but um, you actually cannot, cannot cross thresholds during cleansing. What portion of the cleansing? Uh, the salting? Uh, something else? Uh, the earlier levels of cleansing? The painting? So it's very difficult. It's, it's, it's very stressful, and it's, um, uh, this is uh, <clears throat> magical work that Ra's suggesting, and the, the, se the sessions were a kind of magic as too. So, 
this stricture upon the use of the threshold may ex- uh, affect their considerations. They're noting that, therefore, in the sequence of how to clean it or prepare the home, they can't cross, so they have to actually do one room at a time, it seems, and then expand from one room to the next room and then to the perimeter. 96.6, and I'm going to try to close in the next few exchanges here. Was the unusual sound on the instrument's tape recorder that occurred while she was trying to record her singing a greeting from our fifth density negative associate? Ra says no, rather it was a greeting from a malfunctioning electronic machine. Haha, <laughs> cute. <clears throat> Don goes on, there was no catalyst for the machine to malfunction from any of the negative entities then. Is that right? I mean, it was just a function only of the random malfunction of the machine, am I correct? Ra said no. So you see, when you're doing spiritual workings or practice, many strange things happen, and they're not all what you think. Some of them are shockingly horrible, or some negative appears that's really awful. Um, And some of them are wonderful. (laughs) Some of them are just weird, but they're not all caused by the same source either. Uh, They don't all involve the the same metaphysics. Um, of uh, who's doing what um, but they are all associated with the amped up love light uh, radiance of deeper working what was it so Don asked 96a what was the origin of this malfunction Ross said there are two difficulties with the machine first this instrument has a strong effect upon the electromagnetic and electronic machines and instruments and likely if continued use of these is desired should request that another that another handle the machines. Also, there was some difficulty from physical interference due to the material you call tape catching upon adjoining, as you would call, buttons when the play button, as you call it, is depressed. <laughs> Don wonders, marvels, how is Ra able to know all of this information? This is a somewhat unimportant question, but it's just amazing to me that Ra is able to know all of this, these trivial things, what do you do? Move in time space and inspect the problem, or what? Don Raz says, your former supposition is correct. Your latter, unintelligible to us. <laughs> and Don clarifies, you mean you move in time space and inspect the situation to determine the problem? Is that correct? Raz said, this is so. So, moving in time space, which is their mind, right? It's their mind, free in time, fixed in space. Time space, free in is a free, freer state of mind. Uh, therefore, that's called free in or moving freely in time associated with time space. While in space time we're moving freely, we experience ourselves moving freely in space and relatively fixed in time. It's the opposite in time space. So in time space, they move their mind and look and learn and see directly just truth, bang, 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 bang. They can look in physically. And they can also just know and be sure that what they are knowing is truly as is. Uh, that's done, you know, in time space by those with such development. Uh, <clears throat> but it, it's also an interesting point that many of us know, yeah, some spiritually developed people, sometimes doing practices, one has a strong effect upon electromagnetic and electronic machines and instruments. And it's better for somebody else to handle them. Sometimes it doesn't help uh, one's field. I mean, I've 
I've broken many monitors, I mean, big ass, you know, old style computer monitors when they just, they normally are very hardy, but I've broken three of them. And that just happens. And who knows if it's me or something else. But um, uh, human electromagnetic technology, human technologies of, with certain electromagnetic fields around them, as electronic machines and instruments, um, may well be very much harmed by a person's um, or influenced by a person's electromagnetic field associated with their spiritual development. It's a kind of auric field, actually. It's more biochemical or biomental uh, energy field. Uh, uh, that's where we'll end for today. Because next time we get into a whole other line about the hawk. Oh, you know what? No, I'll do it. 96, 11, and 12. It'll be it for today. 96, 11. Uh, Don, when he understands how Ra determined the nature of the problem with the tape recorder, and it, and it wasn't, you know, psychic attack. It wasn't anything weird. But all sorts of things happen <laughs> when one is um, <clears throat> when one is in hard training or even doing meditation. Uh, all sorts of strange, strange things are loosened. Um, sometimes negative, sometimes positive, sometimes metaphysical, environmental that are not negative or positive. It's just um, something gets dislodged by the um, changed um, love light field. 9611, Don apologizes. Sorry to ask the unimportant question. I was thinking of the future readers and that they would be totally mystified as to how much... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, I'm sure Don could never imagine that... <laughs> uh, what? Uh, 35, 36 years from... Um, his questioning raw thousands upon thousands of people would be uh, deeply grateful for what he's done uh, I'm sure he knows it now but he didn't know it then and um, again I've said <clears throat> to clarify what David David Wilcock rec remembers of and wrote of what I said of the raw material um, again I said and a couple of times uh, I think the raw material is one of the most important spiritual documents in the last 2,000 years since the time of Yeshua. Uh, one of the most important spiritual documents in the world that have been received in the last two millennia since the time of Yeshua. Uh, I wouldn't say that it captures the essence of Buddhism, as David, I think, somewhere wrote, or the perfectly captures the essence of the most important you know, principles of Buddhism and Eastern religion. No, not exactly. Uh, but <laughs> um, it's excellently in harmony, excellently amplifying purely, clearly, um, beautifully uh, the heart of many Buddhist and Hindu teachings, yes. Uh, there are certain things that they say that the raw material doesn't, and um, certain perspectives that the raw material suggests that are more clearly spelled out in Buddhism, Hinduism. Uh, but they're fully in harmony. Uh, so, um, Don did a great, the three of them did a great piece of work here. Anyway, Don asked about this hawk that was mentioned before, saying, was there a significance with respect to the hawk that landed the other day just outside of the kitchen window? And this was um, 
commented by Jim and Carla above, which put into book five, above in the session, that Don took it as a bad omen, while Jim and Carla took it as a good omen. Raw should be, you know, Don should have been following Raw to clarify, to get the final word on it. Raw said, uh, was there a significance? Raw said, this is correct, meaning there was a significance. We may note that we find it interesting that queries offered to us are often already known. We assume that our confirmation is appreciated. <laughs> and um, that happens sometimes. Some people ask questions. Uh, many people, there are certain people who ask questions continually, regularly, uh, to uh, regarding uh, answers they already actually already know. I mean, I, I, there are certain people, they actually know things, but they want confirmation. And if a person knows that that's uh, their pattern or sees it in another, it's very helpful to acknowledge that maybe um, maybe you're too attached to getting confirmation. Maybe you, you ought to focus on why you can't self-validate or uh, determine truth by yourself, even when you know it. You can't determine the, the certainty of what you think to be true even though, indeed, you know. So, it's the um, inability to self-validate that which we think we know, which, in fact, we do know, but we don't realize we know. So, anyway, uh, Don is maybe like that and knew there was significance. Anyway, he follows up 96.12. He says, I was. This seems to be connected with the concept of the birds being messengers and the tarot. And this is the demonstration of the concept in the tarot. And I was wondering about the mechanics, you might say, of this type of a message. I assume the hawk was a messenger, and I assume that as I thought of the possible meaning of this with respect to our activities, I was, in the state of free will, getting a message through the appearance of this very unusual bird. Unusual, I say, in that it came so close. It was a huge hawk, you say. I would be very interested to know the origin of the message, of course, the origin is the the one creator. The mechanics of this are very mystifying to me. Would Ra comment on this, please? Ra said, no. So, I guess that's actually what kept... You can see his mind was not so well here. That perhaps kept him from correcting his view that it was a bad omen, that Ra didn't indicate what it really meant. And um, that's too bad, because... If Ra had said it's a good omen, <clears throat> and I guess because Don had been convinced himself it was a bad omen, and his mind was fragmenting a bit, it would have been infringement for Ra to have indicated, no, it's a good omen, and you might look into why you can't see that. It's a you know projection of your fear, or your um, insecurity, or whatever it may be, anxiety about the home and what's proper, or being too tight. Uh, Ra couldn't get into any of that, said no, and that was it. And <clears throat> uh, I guess I'll finish with 96.13. Don says, I was afraid that you would say that. Am I correct in assuming that this is the same type of communication as depicted in card number three in the Catalyst of the Mind? <clears throat> the Catalyst of the Mind um, has a bird in the Empress, Empress's left hand, it seems. Ross said, we may not comment due to the law of confusion. There is an acceptable degree of confirmation of items known, which 
means it's a bird, it's a message, it has a meaning. But when the recognized subjective sigil is waved and the message is not clear, then it is that we must remain silent. Very deep principle, very deep expression of the principle of the teacher non-infringing in response to the question, uh, a sincere question. Don's question is quite sincere. When the questioner, though sincere, hasn't done a piece of work, what um, is it that Ra's referring to? First of all, they give an indication that there is confirmation. They give, you know, by just the way they're speaking or just this statement, they indicate some degree of confirmation of what Don knows, that it is a message, it is important, it has a meaning. But as to what it is, Ra won't speak. Why? Because, it seems, the recognized subjective sigil, or seal, signet, mark, sign, it's a occult power, it's just a mark. It's, an, it's a seal or a mark in indication. The recognized subjective mark is waived, meaning not acknowledged. And therefore the message is not clear, then they must keep silent. A recognized subjective sign is rejected. And the message is not clear, meaning the message of the recognized subjective sigil. The subjective sigil in this case is probably a feeling in body or mind that indicates something. So like you see a big hawk, a four-foot wingspan hawk, land uh, 10 feet from you on the house you're thinking to move into, knowing that it's a symbol of messenger, message from the gods or interdimensional messenger or communication from Ra or higher dimensions about something. What's your feeling? How did you feel? Like in a dream, how did you feel? Well, a, uh, a, a subjective sigil may be the feeling in one's body or, in this case, a sense of awe, A-W-E, awe, um, humility, awe, wonder, uh, impression, I'm impressed, I feel impressed, but it's positively accentuated, it's a positively accented uh, awe and wonder, not shock and awe, <laughs> or it's shock and awe um, at a beautiful, grand, glorious manifestation, not a big monster face, it's a big powerful messenger bird messenger bird coming here on my place you know the house they were going to move into the the waving of the recognized subjective sigil the bird as a subjective sigil and the feeling um he's acknowledged he, he is sort of rejecting this waving waved waving the waving um is a basically rejection or non-acknowledgement of a recognized subjective sigil, meaning the bird as a messenger, as a spiritual message messenger, spiritual messenger with a message of importance and meaning that is really positively accentuated. There's nothing, you know, it's not a, it's not um, a toxic demon cloud. It's a um, big, powerful bird. But the bird doesn't come uh, scratching at them to come eat them or anything. It just, you know, it has its uh, nobility and it comes and it shows and it goes. Uh, there's a rejection of, of the internal knowing that it is important and that it's positive, it seems to me. 
The message, therefore, is not clear, even though it is. It's, the, it's a not wanting to see what you've seen, or not wanting to acknowledge what indeed you know. Therefore, they remain silent. And so, when the student keeps themselves stuck, um, the teacher may remain silent until the student uh, pulls themselves out of the pit that they're that they've remain that they put themselves into. Next time we'll go to ninety six fourteen, and more on ritual cleansing, and um, we'll be able to finish the session. So, I went a little long today, but uh, it's all personal material up to ninety six fourteen, more or less. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. <clears throat> it's certainly very interesting. Uh, take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.